Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Modern Wealth Management by Monon Wealth. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff. In a few moments, I'll be joined really by the stars of our show. That's Mr. Ray Kramer and Derek Hutchins, managing partners over at Monon Wealth Management. But first, I want to give you a little bit of an idea as to what you can expect on this show, the kinds of stuff that we're going to be talking about in episodes to come, and even what we're going to be chatting about today. You see, honestly, it's it's in the title, Modern Wealth Management. That is the topic of conversation each and every episode. Luckily, we've got Ray, we've got Derek with a combined four decades worth of experience in the financial sector, and we're going to be tapping into that wealth of experience. We're going to be asking some hard-hitting questions. We're going to get to the bottom of some complex financial topics so that you, our listeners, our viewers, can come away with some strategies, some lessons learned that are going to ultimately help better position you and your finances moving forward. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Derek and Ray. Derek, Ray, good to see you guys. Thanks for being here. Good to see you. Welcome aboard. Hey, thanks, Ryan. We're we're excited to be here. Like like you said, the inaugural episode. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. So, guys, we've got a great topic here for our, our viewers and our listeners today. Uh, you know, one that is uh, most certainly applicable to anybody, regardless of their wealth. You know, one of the things I did want to touch on here at the top of the show is that you guys have a really interesting background and in that you work with a wide variety of clients. And I, I mean, clients that have net worths of all, that are all over the place. But specifically with this show, one thing that we really want to hit on is that you guys have some experience working with what we call the super rich, or the super affluent. So I'm talking about a net worth of maybe $500 million or more. So if you're sitting there at home, you're watching this, you're listening, you're thinking, I, well, hey, I don't fall into that income bracket. Well, don't worry. There are still lessons to be learned about how the super rich or how the super affluent are, are allocating their funds, are protecting their funds that you can still apply to your own portfolio. You don't have to be in that bracket as well. And that's one of the beauties of this show moving forward. So guys, you know, when we're looking, uh, you know, to, to start today's conversation and dive into the topic at hand today, I was trying to think about, you know, over my coffee this morning, what, what's the best way to start this off? And I, I it came down to one word, uh, uncertainty, I think is the easiest way to put it. You guys want to talk about uncertainty. Just take a look at the last year between the COVID-19 pandemic and everything that that threw into not just the market, but everybody's personal lives. Follow that up with a 2020 presidential election. We had no idea which way that was going to go. And now the COVID-19 vaccine rollout program. So much uncertainty in every one of those three elements I just listed. People are keeping their dollars and cents close to their chest. They don't want to make any uh, risky decisions given that level of uncertainty. Uh, you know, there's just a lot to consider these days. So let's go ahead and start today's conversation around that word of uncertainty. Let's talk about what people can be doing right now to protect their money and give them peace of mind about the, their finances and the future. Derek, you, you want to start us off? What can they be doing right now? Yeah, well, you know, everything that you hit on there, um, I, I have to agree with Ryan. You know, it's been a it's been a very challenging uh, last 18 months, I would say. And with everything that's been going on politically, socially, economically, um, we really have been recommending that people what we call stress test their situation or their financial plan. And a stress test is a process that looks at uh, what you have and what you want. And it really ensures, Ryan, that there's no disconnects or in this world, missed opportunities uh, to connect you from, like I said, where you are now and really where you wanna go. 
You know, you mentioned the super rich, and um, while Ray and I may not have any clients that fall into that 500 million and above, we belong to some mastermind classes, and we talk to some uh, other advisors, and we learn from the uh, processes, the techniques, the strategies that these individuals use because they really have access to things that, quite frankly, until recently had never been brought down to us with less affluence than them. So when we talk about stress tests, you know, historically, we really, you know, this is a technique that's been used by the extremely wealthy uh, families, but, you know, they're becoming increasingly popular with us less affluent individuals and families. Roger that. So it really sounds like this whole stress testing process is obviously a great thing to consider. And it's something that the super rich are commonly doing. You know, this isn't just a one and done kind of process. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, you know, it's the process is surrounding, you know, the the idea of trying not to make any serious mistakes, trying to avoid any potential setbacks and position yourself on the right track to move forward. So let's dive into the, the process a little bit. Why is this so valuable, you know, and why should affluent families uh, be considering this right now, especially given, like I had mentioned, with that uncertainty, the everything going on in our world? Why is that, Derek? Well, you know, again, you know, I'm going to go back to the fact that with everything that's going on economically, politically, socially, uh, things are moving fast. And what we find is, is that people don't want to make mistakes, but they also, Ryan, they don't want to miss opportunities Mm -hmm. with all the changes that are taking place. There are tremendous uh, financial opportunities that exist right now that, quite frankly, just weren't available before this COVID pandemic. You know, what we find is, is that this stress testing uh, process it's a good option for people who are in a complex situation or, or, or who just want to make sure that they're making smart decisions in today's challenging environment. The process is particularly important uh, with everything that's going on. As, as, as we said, many people are concerned about their finances and getting that second opinion will, will help provide clarity and peace of mind for, for all high net worth clients. You know, Ryan, if I could jump in here, um, you know, when we, we, Derek and I have been talking a lot about stress testing lately and what it makes me think of, <clears throat> we think of, you know, the biggest event we've had in our career, which was the recession of 2008, 2009. And what came out, what term came out during that time? Stress testing, you know, all the banks that had defaulted. Um, now they have to routinely go through this stress test to make sure they have enough cash on their balance sheet uh, to make it through another event like that. So when I think of it, I think back to that time, which was a very rough year. I would say last year was probably the second worst year compared to that, Um, but taking it to a personal level so that when things do get choppy, we can lean back on that stress test to say, okay, you know, everything's going to be okay because we've done the stress test. 
Right, right. So guys, what I'm hearing here is that stress testing can be used to ultimately evaluate a few different things. You know, yes, at the end of the day, this is your dollars and cents. These are cold, hard numbers on a spreadsheet, but it sounds like there's a little more to it. Uh, so could you maybe share uh, like three of the main ways that this can this process can be utilized as a whole? Yeah, sure. So, you know, it really starts off by individuals that want to test their existing plan to see if it's still on target to deliver the expected results. So the number one way is that we see is, hey, I've got a plan. I've got some goals. Is the plan going to help me hit those goals? Is it going to work? Uh, that's number one. Number two is that uh, we find people who are considering a potential product, solution, a strategy, um, and they want to see how it will work in different scenarios. Ray said, uh, you know, Ray, Ray showed how the stress test as it relates to uh, bank stress test. We all know that most scenarios work pretty good under ideal circumstances. What we want to see is will this plan work when it really gets tough, when it really gets stressed? Um, so, you know, taking a look at potential products and solutions, that's the number two, two way. And, and then the third thing is just to see if there are any opportunities that people have overlooked that could either enhance or improve upon an existing strategy. You know, too often we think about dire circumstances and huge mistakes. I think that some of the things we're finding today are opportunities, missed opportunities that um, that we're bringing to people's attention. Well, you know, it sounds like versatility is a nice little word that comes to mind mm. when it comes to the stress test because there's a handful of different elements at play given this. I mean, you just named three very different ways that this can be utilized three, but three very effective ways uh, that can, you know, position your, you mentally for any given outcome, whether like you said, Derek, dire circumstances. Yeah. We want to be prepared for dire circumstances, but also every circumstance isn't going to be dire. So we got to make sure we're prepared for the other stuff as well. So it, it's a really, it sounds like a really robust system. So let's talk, let's talk examples. Let's get into it. So, uh, do you guys have an example for me? And this could be real life or maybe even a hypothetical one at that of why someone was prompted to come in, you know, to Mona well, sit down with you guys for a stress test. You know, were they worried about anything in particular? Walk me through that process. You know, we find the majority of people that are coming in for stress tests right now are concerned that um, whether it be estate planning, taxes, or income planning that they've done in the past is no longer relevant. And let's talk about all three of those things. Um, estate planning has changed significantly. When I started in the business, uh, my first year of production, which was year 2000, the uh, federal estate uh, exclusion was under $700,000. Okay, and any amount over that was subject to uh, up to 40% federal estate tax. Here we are 21 years later, 
and the exclusion is now closer to $11.5 million per individual. That is a huge change. So, and I was looking at the statistics this morning, Ryan, and, and the charts, and you know, and how that has progressed over my career. So, quite frankly, if you if you're a high net worth individual and you put your estate planning together um, ten years ago, it's out of date. It doesn't even make sense anymore. The laws have changed so much. And what else, you know? And what's happening now? Well, there's talk about it going backwards, it moving back to where we came from. So estate planning and uh, making sure that your family doesn't pay more in federal estate taxes than what you have to right now has been the number one reason people have been coming into us. The second highest reason is, is that because of all the economic change that we've seen, we've seen a lot of people retiring early, a lot of people being relocated or their jobs being eliminated. At the same time, we see interest rates lower than they've ever been, okay? And so we have a huge issue as it relates to people taking early retirement in a low income interest environment. And Ray, you've got a great story about how uh, a client of yours came in, was considering one of these moves and through a stress test. Why don't you tell them how that, how that played out? Sure, um, you know, when Derek and I meet with people, everybody's got their big issue. You know, some people aren't sure if they have enough money to retire. Uh, some people are just unorganized. Some people need an estate plan. Uh, but I always think about this one client. It's kind of seared into my brain. And every day when I get up, I, I think of them and it reminds me of why I do this. Um, you know, that this gentleman and his wife, he had worked at the same company for probably 40 years. They moved around the country a lot when he was younger. Uh, but Indianapolis had become home and they had been here the last 15 or so years. And suddenly he lost his, his job in town. Uh, one of his biggest clients was a business, a grocery store uh, that went under. And he was faced with, okay, do I find another job in town? Do I stay with the same company? And ultimately they were on the verge of moving out west. And the wife came to me privately and said, this isn't what I wanna do, okay? He's not here. Can we talk off the record? I want to stay. This is home. This is where the kids and the grandkids are, you know, but he's earlier than he thought he would be able to retire. So what I did with her was really dive into the stress test and figure out how do we convince him to not make this move across the country and to also be, you know, mentally okay with the idea that he doesn't have to work to age 65 or 66. And at the time he was around just over 60 years old. So by doing the stress test, it became abundantly clear that the only reason to continue to work was his own sense that he needed to work because he's worked his whole life. And the concept of using his own money to retire just was very foreign to him. So we eventually brought him back in, walked through the stress test, showing him, hey, you can keep working all you want. She doesn't want to move across the country. Let's try retirement out. You know, If it doesn't work, you can always go back 
and they would take him back. So the stress test allowed them to try it. And here we are almost three years later. He's thrilled. You know, he's actually doing some day trading on the side <laughs> has become his new hobby. Um, she's happy. And, you know, that's the kind of difference uh, we can make. It's not just about, well, how much money do I need to retire? It's about how much you plan to spend. It, it's how, what's on your to-do list. Um, I don't like calling it a bucket list. I call it the fun list. You know, whatever fun is for retirement, that's what we want to focus on because Derek and I have both seen over the years that people push things off, say, well, I'm just going to work a few more years. You know, just I, I want to get to where I get Medicare. Well, okay, Derek and I run our own business. We pay our own health insurance. <laughs> you know, if you have the, own, the money to bridge from 62 to 65, waiting to Medicare should not be the reason that you're working an extra three years. You know, go out and enjoy yourself while you're young and you have your health. And we've seen over and over by pushing it off even two to three years, sometimes that you don't make it that long, mm -hmm. even if you're perfectly healthy at the time. So, you know, that's one example that really sits in my memory uh, because it was so impactful. And, you know, I think changed, you know, gave them three extra years <laughs> of happiness and staying in town and not moving across country. Ray, that's a fantastic example, man. Uh, to, just to, I mean, you hit the nail on the head in terms of, of my question of, of what would have prompted somebody to come in for that stress test? Well, they were facing a massive life change in moving potentially across the country away from friends and family. You know, for those that may be listening, watching who have maybe done that process, it's taxing. It's, it's tough. You know, you miss your friends and family and you want to be back there if you do move. So that was a massive life change. You helped them figure out and, and avoid ultimately, but then, you know, adding in the element of retirement, something they didn't even consider. So this is a great example for a multitude of reasons, but most importantly, they came to you with an issue. You stress tested it and you, you found that, Hey, not only do we get to avoid that issue, but also I've got something better, you know, for you. And that's retirement because your numbers are here. They're in front of us. We've tested them. We've, we've played the dire circumstances. We've played the minor circumstances and you can actually do this. This is a real thing that can happen. So that's a great example there, Ray. So thanks for sharing that. But I want to kind of pivot here guys now to maybe a different example of sorts where, uh, let's say you had a, a client and again, this could be real or hypothetical, uh, where somebody came in, you guys conducted a stress test, uh, and you actually, you really helped them from making a mistake or you even saved them from, you know, some financial stress or, or circumstance that was, that was kind of coming to them. Do you have any, any sort of example like that? Derek, I'll throw this one over to you. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm going to use a, uh, a real life example, a case that uh, we're working on right now with uh, one of our favorite clients. And, you know, she had done some um, estate planning several years ago. And as it relates to, to her and just about everybody else, um, you know, things change. And her life is significantly different today than it was 10 years ago when that planning took place. There's uh, different people in her life and the people that are in her life have different meaning to her. And um, so when we were conducting a stress test and we conduct stress tests, I do want to say this on, on our existing clients, okay, as it relates to different things, it's not just new clients or new perspective. We're constantly uh, re-stressing and re-evaluating the situation. 
And, um, you know, one of the things is, is that, Ryan, we get a chance to get to know our clients really, really well. As a matter of fact, that's a prerequisite of becoming one of our clients is that we have to feel that we've got a connection with you. And there's something we're going to talk about here, I, I think, uh, hopefully today, and, and we call it the human element. And the human element of the relationship is, is that we really, really understand what it is that you're trying to do, okay? Um, our industry is full of jargons and, and technical analysis and all this, but at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is people people taking care of themselves and other people, okay? And, and it's all about that human element. And as it relates to this particular case, um, I just knew from talking with her that uh, what she really wanted was no longer expressed in writing as it related to her estate planning documents. And in bringing that to her attention, uh, we've gone through a series of tests and uh, strategies to get that better in line. And so um, now as, you know, as she, you know, like I said, life has changed significantly. She now has uh, documents and an estate plan that, that really express her true wishes, not the wishes of some lawyer that she worked with 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic because at the end of the day, you're right, Derek, you, you hit the nail on the head. It is it is a bit of the human element, if you will, that that can come into play here. Um, so that being said, Derek, quick quick second question for you. You know, what what would you say are some of the keys of having a stress test done well? Well, I'd say, you know, listen, number one is adequate and fantastic profiling. And, you know, what we, you know, what I just said is, is is we got to understand who you, who a client is and what it is that they want. Okay. So that takes time. Uh, the right questions have to be asked and we really have to turn on our listening skills and our empathy to really uh, collect those data points. The second thing that is absolutely required is, is you got to have the correct resources to get this done. You know, Ray and I've been in this business now for 40 years and there isn't a day that goes by that we don't learn something new. All right. And um, so I say that because you've got to have the right resources in people and technology and contacts to both evaluate and then address the situation. And, and not everybody has that. And then the third thing that absolutely is a, a requirement is that human element that we've talked about. Right. So I'd love to dive a little bit deeper into this idea of the human element, because when you say it, sure, it makes total sense. Yes, this is a world of, of financial acumen and, and data analysis, and, and you can really get bogged down with the numbers and focus solely on that. And and we're going to cover that. We're going to get into this topic even further in future episodes of this show. Okay. But I'd love to I'd love to hit it here now. You mentioned the human element being that important variable in stress testing. Could you talk, a, you know, maybe a little bit more of why or how? 
how, rather, maybe you guys get to the heart of that human element during your stress testing process? Well, you know, sometimes it is true that mistakes that we find through a stress testing process are mechanical. You know, we find ages incorrect, uh, date of birth, strategies that are no longer IRS compliant. We do find those kind of mechanical mistakes. But more often than not, the mistakes that we find have to do with, with this human element. And the human element is that personal and emotional side of the planning. It's the part of the planning that involves understanding everything and everyone that's important to the client and how they will be affected by these financial decisions. You know, the, the complex, or the, the strategies and the, uh, the stuff that we put together we don't want it to be super complicated. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than what it absolutely has to be to get the job done. What we want to make sure that this is it, that it's all about results and that you as a client are getting the results that you really, really want. Right. You know, Ryan, if I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, Ray, I was just going to say, you know, hey, this human element really, this whole variable was exactly the example that you had mentioned earlier. You know, you, you had to sit down, evaluate a complex time in this, that, you know, that client's life, get to the heart of the human element within that conversation. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it was just like, no. hey, this is exactly <laughs> what we just covered, you know, in terms of your example. Well, I, I'd like to highlight something Derek touched on because he touched on a few very good things. But I think first and foremost, it's it's listening and the profile process. You know, Derek and I spent the first major three quarters of our career working in corporate America, working in private banks. And our job was to sell people things. <laughs> OK, you know, at the time we thought, yeah, we're advisors and we're making an impact. And there were several times throughout our career where the push would be to do financial planning or stress testing. But to do that, you've got to take time. Okay. And that environment was not set up to take time with a client. You know, if, if I ran an appointment or Derek ran an appointment and we didn't sell something that first appointment, we were failures. Okay. But what did we really do? All we did was pro provide a product that met their risk tolerance. It didn't change their life. It didn't impact their life at all. You know, it, it seems if we could go back 10 years and, and tell Ray and Derek at the time that we wouldn't collect signatures on a first appointment, I would have said you were crazy. <laughs> but the first appointment, and Derek also touched on this, is uh, an introduction. And our job is to sit there and listen and to find what's important in the human element to them. Everybody's different. And what's also interesting is a lot of times we get a husband and a wife in there and we start asking these questions. And it's not just about money. It's about their family. It's about their friends. It's about philanthropy. You know, money is actually the last section we get to when we first meet a client. And at that point, we kind of get the feel, the back and forth of, okay, do we want to work with you and do you want to work with us? But it's through listening and not pushing our agenda on them where the magic happens. And again, a lot of times a husband and wife come in <clears throat> and they might think in their head, yeah, we, we got the same idea of retirement. <laughs> and then they sit down and somebody, a third party asks these questions and it could not be more different. I, I joke all the time, my ideal retirement is buying about a, a thousand acres in the middle of nowhere and being left alone. And my wife would like to live in the penthouse downtown. 
<laughs> you know, we're going to have to figure out, you know, where where the in between is. And I think having us, uh, you know, there listening, we almost become, you know, that third party. It's not emotional to us; it's emotional to them. And what I've learned in the 22 years of doing this is one of the worst things that can happen is people get emotional about their money and make decisions with those emotions not held in check. And a lot of times I feel like we are the calming presence uh, to make sure that the stress test and everything moves forward according to their goals. Oh, Ray, I love that listening. Such a, such a big part of that because, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, I'm the client. I come in to sit down and talk to you guys. We're here to talk about me. We're here to talk about me and my my issues, my problems, my circumstances, and how you guys can help me through it. So I love that that's a key element, and, and especially that you had mentioned the money conversation almost comes last because yep. there are so many other variables like we touched on with the human element. You know, there are other things to consider, family, goals, you name it, uh, that all do, whether you like it or not, play a role in this ultimate conversation. So let's get into that process a little bit guys it seems obviously like knowing the client's goals what they want to achieve with their life their retirement plans it's all critical it's all very important to consider in this process so how do you really get in there to the heart of the client's goals and values to understand what's important to them specifically we have a process that we that we follow and um we should ryan if you could pull up that graphic yep absolutely um you know, stress testing, you know, it, it, we've, we've covered, you know, it's an effective way to confirm whether a particular approach, uh, product or service is right for an individual. And, and, you know, and it really starts with the profiling of that family or the individual to determine the goals. And we're, we use a set of questions that uh, cover primarily your values, what your goals are, what your relationships, you know, your most important relationships. And then of course we have to get into the, the facts and figures, but as Ray says, that comes, that comes secondary. We want to, you know, the second part is really to evaluate the existing or the proposed services and products the, that those things for which we are stress testing by working the assumptions, evaluating the alignment with the goals. And of course, uh, calculating what the cost structure of of that of that is, um, we want to address you know the third aspect. We want to address the any alternative services or products. You know, so this number two and number three, we're really using all those resources that I that I told you about. These are the the professional contacts that we've made. The um, the the software that we that we use. Um, we're, we're using all of that to evaluate and then address some alternative services or products. And then, of course, number four would be that we recommend some uh, course of action. And that course of action may be stay the course. You're doing a great job. You're using everything that is, uh, that is appropriate and best in class for your situation. It may be... Um, Hey, you're you're using the right stuff, but the people implementing it aren't doing what they should be doing. Or it could be that hey, your stuff is outdated, and uh, we need to rethink this. So it, it you know the course of action could really vary to it's going perfect to we need to make a change. Sure, sure. I, I that's a pretty robust system and process that you've got to really 
unpack everything. You know, the pro it starts with the profiling, that initial meeting, like Ray had touched on getting to the heart of the client's goals and, and everything. And, you know, working your way down through that graphic that we put our screen on leads you guys right. ultimately to developing a, a robust strategy and system moving forward that keeps the client's goals uh, in mind. It's really, you know, I, I hate to, you know, recycle this word, but robust system that you guys yeah. have with the stress testing process. Uh, so guys, you mentioned how in your mastermind groups that you're, you know, you're working with other people that are, are, you know, in, in a similar space, but they're working with those super rich, you know, the $500 million net worth or more, uh, obviously those individuals, those super rich, super affluent families, business owners, they've got a tremendous amount of access to expertise, you know, teams lined up around the corner for them uh, with, with all the financial acumen you could ever imagine. So that being the case, could you maybe share a lesson or two that can be learned from this group of people, particularly when it comes to the stress testing process? Because, hey, they're doing it too. <laughs> they're not only doing it too, they're doing it to a more, they're doing it more often than the rest of us. That's the, that's the thing I want to, I want to emphasize here. Um, they are paying very close attention to their money and the strategies that they're using. And um, so while certainly their test may be different than, than our clients, you know, somebody with 500 million probably isn't concerned about retirement income. Um, the, you know, it's, they're still testing their situation. And what, and what that can mean for them. You know, what I think some of the lessons are is, is that, you know, first and foremost, if, if, if you are even slightly unsure about the viability of your wealth management plan and your solutions, then you could benefit from stress testing. That's number one. Number two is that if you, you know, failing to stress test, can lead to much more severe problems down the road, not just for you, but for your loved ones. And then of course, you know, number three is that, that many times the most significant failings are due to not enough attention being spent on that human element. You know, often problems result from crossed wires or uh, a client failing to think through what really matters to them and their loved ones. Sure. I completely understand that. So why don't we do this guys? Let's play a little game of hypotheticals here. Let's say I'm coming into your office. Uh, you know, take me through what that stress test experience might look like from that client perspective, like someone like me coming in for the first time talking to you guys. What are the, you know, what kinds of questions are you asking them right off the top? Because I know Ray had mentioned, you know, Hey, the money conversations, the dollars and cents tend to kind of, we, we, address that towards the end because there's more to the picture. What are some of those initial questions right. to really start that conversation look like? You know, that, that first meeting, you know, we call it the discovery meeting and hence the name we're looking to discover what's important to you. And in order to get that, we've got to understand your values, your goals, your most important relationships. That's really where things start. And if you came into our office, Ryan, um, you know, if we were to spend 90 minutes together, I'm going to guess that 60 of those minutes are going to be spent in that topic where you're, we're really trying to understand who you are as a person and what's most important to you and who, who's most important to you. 
Of course, you know, we will gather and what we would ask people to bring in um, their stuff, right? Their, their assets, what other advisors or strategies they've been, uh, they've been working with, because that's what we're going to be stressing against those values, goals, and relationships. So it really all starts with that discovery meeting and us trying to understand who you are as a person. Sure, sure. Completely understand that. And now to kind of round out our, our uh, conversation for the day surrounding stress tests, a uh, good place to, I think to, to leave it would be, okay, we've done the stress testing process now. Ryan, I'm walking out the door. What kind of analysis or assessment, uh, you know, am I, am I leaving with in the end? You know, what's, what's to, what kind of sense of satisfaction ultimately am I leaving with? You know, Ryan, there was a time, I'm a CFP, um, and uh, we like those big leather-bound binders with gold leaf and uh, really, you know, make it look like we're really, really smart and we'll give you all the data and all that. That's the way I was trained to do it. I will tell you, I don't know about you, Ryan, I don't want that. Okay. I want you to know that I know the information. I have all those documents, but when I present to you and I give you something to walk away with, I want it to be concise, mm -hmm. action-oriented recommendations that really detail, here's what you told me you really want. Here's how I think you should best get it. Hey, I love that concise, simple, especially, you know, that's, that's the whole gist of the show here. You know, we're talking about complex financial topics and we're breaking them down into concise bite-sized pieces that anyone can understand. So, Hey, I can, I can totally relate and understand that process because Hey, at the end of the day, maybe that, that, that leather binder isn't the most ideal circumstance because it's more paperwork. It's more things for me to flip through and understand. Honestly, I personally would rather take away, you know, some tidbits from a great conversation. So that's good to well, know. Well, Ryan, uh, you know, the, the name of the show is Modern Wealth Management, mm -hmm. okay? So of the past, I give you the uh, leather-bound binder with gold leaf. Right. Full of a bunch of information that you probably will never use. The modern approach is, let me just give you the recommendation show you that I do have the numbers if you want to dive in and show you the very best way to implement that. Yeah. Love that. Well, guys, here, to kind of top off our conversation for the day, any last thoughts, anything that you think we might've left out off the table uh, in regards to the whole stress testing process, anything to, to leave our listeners and our viewers with today? Ray, I'll let you go. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, as Derek has, has walked through this, you know, the, the one thing that, uh, as I've been listening and I, you know, been working side by side with Derek for, you know, 17 or so years. But, um, you know, just over the career, over our careers, Derek and I have often talked about what do we say to people that we do for a living? Because if you meet somebody and they say, what do you do? And I say, I'm a financial advisor. That's the quickest way to end a conversation, <laughs> you know, because the stigma in our industry is that when you do come in, you're going to be hit with a sales pitch. And so when Derek and I created our company seven years ago, what we did was, you know, observe our industry and see everything that's done wrong 
and flipped it on its head. So the vision we have every day is that we want people to be comfortable when they come in. I mean, doing stress testing is stressful for the client, okay? And we want to break that down. And as Derek said in our discovery meeting, and what would a client expect? Expect to come in and have a detailed conversation, have the numbers with you, but you and I are both going to know if you're going to give me the information after the first part of our conversation. So when we ask people to bring in their financials, oftentimes they're like, whoa, you know, I don't know. I'm just meeting you guys. Well, great. We're not going to dive into it, you know, until an hour in when you and I both have a good rapport and a good sense of who we are. So I think it's very important to not only point out the listening aspect, but the fact that, you know, <clears throat> this is a serious process and we stick to it. You know, we're not going to bait and switch and have somebody come in and, you know, we said, hey, we're going to have a conversation and then the 10 minutes into it, we're bringing out, you know, packets of information. <laughs> so we stick to that uh, promise. And I think that's why we've had such good growth over the past few years and the quality of clients that we're attracting. Roger that. Guys, hey, look, I really appreciate the conversation today. We, we unpacked a lot with the stress testing process and something tells me in future episodes we might revert back to it, come back to it in one way, shape or another. But uh, hey, ultimately, really appreciate it, guys. This was a great first episode and a great topic to hit on. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next topic, next episode with you guys. Yeah, us too, Ryan. Right. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, we want to thank you also, our viewers, our listeners for tuning in here for our inaugural episode today of Modern Wealth Management. You know, we'll, we'll be unpacking new topics and episodes to come. We got a great one lined up for you uh, for the next episode. But until then, for Ray Kramer and Derek Hutchins, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long, and we'll see you on the next edition of Modern Wealth Management.